Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle, along with my co-host, Rachel Santizo. We have two special guests here who we will introduce in a second. We just got our analytics in from last week, Rachel. Okay. And, and our number one city in America was... This one's normal. It's Salt Lake City. So it's 20, it is? 2,100 plays last week. But guess yes. what our second largest city was? Um, tell me, Randall. It's the one, <laughs> I always it's guess the one that always keeps popping up, and I can't figure out why. It's Columbus, Ohio. It's because you're from there. plays. And, and every time we look at our analytics, Columbus is right up there toward <clears> the top. And, and I can't figure out why. It's because they're a huge fan of you. Yeah, well. I, I, I believe mean, it. I, I believe this. I did go to school there, and oh. I attended bar there, but I don't think that somebody from 40 years ago is going to watch a podcast because I served them a beer. I believe it, though. <laughs> I do. Know, right? It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Our guest today, and I, I love the organization I'm biased, but I love the organization <laughs> that they're with, uh, with Rough Haven Crisis Sheltering. Mm. Uh, Christina Pulsifer and Marissa Hernandez, uh, who both, you're the... Executive the director. Executive yeah. director, and you're... Director of operations. Director of operations, okay. And this is, they're getting a fair amount of publicity, but not enough. This is one of the most... More. It's one of the most extraordinary... Uh, organizations in Utah or around the country. Tell us what you do and why you're so extraordinary. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, basically our mission is to keep pets with their people, so their families, um, to avoid going into the shelter or if they're going through a crisis or a hardship. Um, so our main program is basically our crisis sheltering program. And so if someone is going into some sort of temporary crisis, hardship, that could include um, hospitalization, substance use treatment, uh, homelessness, eviction, those kinds of things, domestic violence is a big one, then we will shelter their pets, um, typically up to 90 days. Sometimes it's a little bit old, um, over. So for that free. They, for free. <laughs> yes, all of our services are free. Um, there's no cost. And um, so that they can reunify with their pet and they don't have to lose them to another family or the shelter. So um, not only does it reunify with the family, it has the best outcomes, but then that also takes the burden off of already really full shelters and rescues and things like that to focus on where they need to. Um, so then we do lots of other pet retention services, vaccine clinics. We got to a lot of the encampments. For free again. <laughs> I know. Yes, yes it is, is for free. So. They go out to, um, and, and disclaimer here, I'm on the board. Uh, <laughs> we did wrangle Randall, <laughs> wrangle Randall have, uh, to I be on to, the board. But, but it's because I believe in it, not because I was forced to or anything else. And there's so many, there's so many and, and what, one of the reasons I wanted to become involved was I, I chaired an, an AA meeting uh, down on the block when the block was the block. Uh, and, and an awful lot of the people who came into the AA meetings had pets. Mm -hmm. And if they ran into a crisis situation where they had to be hospitalized or they were arrested, uh, their pets went they didn't know frequently where their pets went, and if they did go to the county shelter, they had to pay a fine to get mm -hmm. them out, and they didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. And and I, I mean, I had grown men crying because they lost their mm -hmm. pets and they couldn't get them back. 
And, and you, in, in your situation, you would have taken care of the pets. Yeah, in many situations, um, we do help with some incarceration. We also pay impound fees when um, applicable or when we feel like it's a situation that, that warrants that. So we do work very, very closely with a lot of our um, animal welfare providers as well as you know um, social services. And we've housed clients for Odyssey House yes. as well. Yes. And Marissa, yeah. the, the, peop- the, the people stay at your place. <laughs> I see. Uh, you say I don't like animals. They're I furry people. people. <laughs> the furry people. Uh, many of them are housed at your place. Tell us, you have a... Yeah, so I um, own a boarding facility downtown, and I had helped people on and off coming in, begging for services just because of the location I was in. And so then Christina was with another organization that she left. We came together and decided that this area was a great place to house the animals. So we house about 70% of the dogs and cats at our facility, and then we have private foster homes for the others. And, and get a free plug-in for your facility. <laughs> so it's Dogs All Day. It's 1370 South 400 West. Right. So we do boarding, grooming, daycare um, for profit and for not profit. Right. <laughs> and you have this... Uh, what do you call the place where you keep the cats? I, I steer oh. away from it. I mean, <laughs> so that's Paradise City. Paradise That oh, was man. named by a donor. Um, and so that's Paradise City. We can house about 10 cats on site. And it's a great community cat room. Lots of enrichment in there. And most of them love it. Well, <laughs> it's a cat, so they don't love it. They tolerate yeah. it. So I've seen pictures. That you might want to... Uh, look up their Facebook page because, or one of their other social media pages, because they they post all these wonderful pictures. You had this, you had this cat that liked to hang on people's oh, yeah. shoulder. Describe that. I, I, so that was cow. We loved cow. 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 Um, the cat. Cow. Yeah. Cow was uh, definitely a volunteer favorite. We uh, cow kind of got us to. Uh, start our TikTok because we wanted to do a bunch of cow photos. So he'd he'd jump from way behind (laughs) and then he'd land right on your shoulder and then wrap around your neck. Kitty scarf. Yes. And every once in a while I'd... It would scare you if you weren't... (laughs) No, it would. I'd turn and he'd miss and then he'd just go flying through the air. So... (laughs) I can't even handle all this <laughs> cuteness right now. And he just reunified like... with his family, and we got the cutest photo of him with his person on the shoulders. And yeah, he, they're back home. They have a new home, and he had a, a, cat, a cat brother too. So the, the question a, a news guy might ask is, how in the world do you? finance all this. If you're a, a nonprofit and I can bring my pet in for free while I go into rehab, how do you finance all this? Well, I mean, a lot of it was donated by Marissa, right? So initially starting off having a boarding facility is huge. So she donated, you know, most of the space and the time right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge um, help for us to get started. I mean, we're, we're in a fortunate position. So there are some of, some of these organizations across the country. They're developing a little bit more, but many of them are just solely foster-based or they're out of like a humane society or a shelter kind of a situation. So our model is a little bit unique, so that helped. And then just as we grow, 
you know, people loved the model. We are very unique in Utah, and so a lot of private donations um, come in, and then we were very fortunate to get a substantial PetSmart grant for two years um, last year. So that has helped, and we have gotten some smaller grants and things like that to help as well. This isn't a small organization. I mean, they've only <laughs> been in business for over a year. What were your year-end figures in, in terms of number yeah. of animals and everything um so so june 2nd will be our second year anniversary and uh I, we've done we've served definitely over about 450 animals i would guess in that time period and that's just through the crisis just program. through the crisis program so we've we've really tried to expand into other services and resources um for low cost and unhoused individuals as well so we do a quarterly free um vaccination clinic just to anyone in the community so we just had one on sunday we we um, served 218 pets. So again, vaccines, microchips, nail trim, food, everything like that for free. They're wonderful. <laughs> well, I know I'm in awe right now. Yeah. What animals, what kind of animals do you serve? It's mostly dogs and cats. So okay. we've we've definitely had some um, requests. We had a ferret initially. Um, we can't house any other animals at the facility. Oh, no, snakes. no snakes. No snakes. <laughs> yeah. So if we have an available foster, uh, which we always are in need of, is we can maybe look at like small animals, rabbits, skinny pigs, things like that. Okay. Um, what happens if somebody, if um, the person is longer than 90 days or something happens? So sometimes we can extend depending on the circumstance at no fault of their own, right? Yeah. So we work a lot with case managers. Say you're at Odyssey and your case manager says, oh my gosh, they're so close. We're at this 90 days. Can we give them two more weeks? Absolutely, we can do yeah. that. Um, if ultimately the owner decides that they can't reunify with their pet, we work very closely to help them rehome, but we give the power back to the owner yeah. to say like, this is not the time in my life to have this pet. Yeah. And that's very powerful for them to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And we respect that. And then we go ahead and help them with that. And they have set up something that's really cool. Uh, I call it a pet dating page. Okay. You know, like just the way we would go online if we wanted to find somebody to date. It just... Describe your re your pet dating page. It's more mail order bride, I would say. Oh, okay. Either way, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, so we have um, a website that is not like an adoption. So we do not have an actual adoption program in our uh, organization. So we will assist owners to rehome if they need to. So whether or not that's providing a private... Uh, finding a private adopter or, you know, if they feel like going to a rescue might be the best option. But we created a website so that people can post their animals who need to find a new home directly. So it's a rehoming site. Basically what most people turn to is Facebook and KSL. Mm -hmm. And those aren't always the best outcomes. There's, you know, kind of maybe people with not good intentions, mm -hmm. things like that. And so we wanted to create like a safe space. All animals must be stayed and neutered to be posted um, because we, again, are, we don't want to have more animals in the shelter right. and so we and don't practice wanna... safe sex <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely so um you know that's but other than that and we've had a lot of success um with with people just finding someone who looks um at that and we just pulled stats actually and that's our the find a pet page is our second most trafficked page right now so um on our website so we're getting so you can go on and say i'm looking for a pet Mm -hmm. Or you can go on and say, I'm looking to get... For a to, new family, to, yeah, for, for my pet, for various reasons, pet. right. 
Um, and so, oh, cool. yeah, there's a yeah. lot of stigma in animal welfare about people yeah. rehoming their pets and not going through like a shelter or a rescue. And we really want to um, show that this is a very um, progressive way for an individual to be involved in where their, their pet goes. So. And I think one thing COVID really showed us is nothing stable. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And um, so you, you can go in with the best intention of caring for this animal. And then one week can destroy your entire life. Right. And being able to recognize that you this is not the right time in your life to care for the pet. Mm-hmm. But being able to choose where that pet goes is is just awesome. Right. What? Why do you care so much and have your and your heart like to say here? Like you, Rachel. Ladies these people are are, are nutsy. Animal we really lovers. are. We I are. know. I <laughs> know. Describe like, each of your animal you situations. Ladies are incredible. Yeah, I've got like, four English bulldogs, <laughs> and they're you know we have one that's like a hospice foster who's been with us for two years. Who you know she's just a little cranky old lady that we love. So and she posts pictures all the time. I just can like relate. A, just like you would of your grandkids. Yeah, yeah. It's like we don't want to see kids. And we yeah, just want to see dogs. You just donate this space. Like, where did you come from? Like, we like to say that we're both crazy. Um, but it's really interesting. We found that everybody else in our organization is equally as crazy and dedicated as we are. Um, that's been the most amazing part, I think. I think because we focus so much on human and animals together, that that's where we sort of get the love of the organization and the support. Gosh. They're fun people. <laughs> we are fun. That's what they do. We do have a lot of fun while we do this. And so um, I think that helps balance. And I think my background in social work and, and then our, you know, with Animal, and she's amazing, like, on site. So it really helps. So I do, you know, we both work a lot with the clients. I mean, honestly, it's it's a lot of case management with, with people mm-hmm. um, that we're doing day to day. So, you know, we have wow. to be able to to like working with people. And, like, as we, um, you'll see here a lot in Animal Well, for organizations that they hate people, they love animals, and that's just yeah. not part of our mission. So we they're equal. We love people too. We serve both ends of the leash. Oh, she's got her shirt on there. So um, you know, we really want to focus because also you can't save animals without people, right? Who's right. who's the one who are the ones doing the work? So we like to highlight our clients and the struggles that they're going through and mm. um, show that you know they are making incredible, incredible sacrifices to stay with their pets like not getting life-saving medical care they will you know treatment mental health treatment they Mm. will not leave their pets and so they forgo these things and then they're sometimes put in a position where they no longer have that choice because now they have to go to the hospital right Right. um so yeah that's kind of we're pet lovers too and like we just think about what would we do if you know if we didn't have each other or friends or family or support or leaving a domestic violence situation Mm -hmm. even though they're large they deal with everyone on an individual basis i mean i'm their contact at odyssey house and and like they'll have a a a client uh, a potential client for odyssey or any place else first first step any place and, yeah. and say, I'd, I'd come into treatment, but I can't bring my animal. Yeah. Will you take them for the time that I'm in treatment? And frequently, not frequently, but occasionally, I'll get a call from from them saying, uh, is, is this, uh, is the person still in treatment? Is he going to get out 
shortly uh, because we still have his dog or his cat, and they, they care about each animal and each person that they're that they're dealing with. Holy and so one of the one of the things, and I never thought we'd be doing this, but when when people check into a treatment center uh, in like Odyssey, they'll they're asked to, to, where, for, to sign releases of information. Mm-hmm. And it could be for your mother, your father, your wife, your husband. And, and now we're asking if, if they left a pet, they, <laughs> they put, and I've seen, I've seen it on the ROI yeah. form saying rough, rough Haven crisis sheltering. That way, when she calls and says, is Jim Smith still in the program? I can tell her. Because normally right. we couldn't do that unless there was a release of information. So they work oh. with, I mean, they're, it's, it's an amazing group, you know. Yeah, so we are all volunteer run. And um, so everyone is a volunteer with our organization, which I think is, you know, really helps us because we know what it's like too. And obviously the two of us spend the most amount of time in our day-to-day lives um, doing this. But uh, yeah, and we have, you know, a really fun group of amazing volunteers from foster parents and things like that, that um, a lot of good camaraderie and that really believe in the mission and really support. They had a thank you, a thank you, picnic luncheon uh, at which park was it? Uh, sugar, it was the Sugar House, no, uh, Fairmont. Fairmont Park. Mm-hmm. And and because everybody, and, and it was for like all the volunteers to, who, who help, uh, and and obviously you can bring your dog or, your, or, <laughs> right. or whatever. Whoever we try to be as dog friendly whenever we can. <laughs> so. so it was like, I don't know how many people we had. I was there. And it's like, I mean, there's barking dogs everywhere and dogs sniffing other dogs. A bounce butts house. And, and <laughs> dogs in bounce houses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but they're fun get-togethers. And, and, and it's always, I, I don't know if this is a fair statement because you, you work in the criminal justice system too, but I think it's a fair statement to say that people who love animals are generally uh, good people. I, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we find. And then that honestly, like 99% of the people that we work with are very lovely and, you yeah. know, great people and, um, you know, want to do the right thing and, and are very grateful for, you know, um, us taking in their, their animals and things. And we have two other co-founders as well, um, Chemo and Stan. So there's four of us. Uh, that have started this as well. So the four of us are, you know, we, we've we all been working in various other areas with unsheltered community and things like that. Yeah. So, um, and we, yeah, we just try to expand. We actually just started working with Salt Lake County Animal Services. So now we can issue licenses um, to the pets because mm-hmm. that's a real barrier, especially for the unsheltered pet owners mm-hmm. um, that, they, if they don't have a license, they don't have a rabies shot, then they get charged a lot of fees and get impounded. So we were really grateful to develop this partnership with, with them as well. And so now we're, we can issue licenses and we pay for them. Um, but, you know, they don't have to worry about their pets being taken and, and things if, like that. If you that. go out to any of the homeless encampments, uh, you'll see a ton of animals. Um, yeah. One of the things that Odyssey's involved in and Rough Haven is involved in is uh, resource fairs. The mm-hmm. city will identify where they're going to do an abatement, where they're going to clean up through and push everybody out. Mm-hmm. And and people like Odyssey or Rough Haven are asked to show up a couple of days before the abatement. Yeah. And so they set up a booth and Odyssey sets up a booth. And guess who gets more attention? Let me see. <laughs> 
Somebody who wanted to help their animal or somebody who wants substance use treatment. Yeah. Randall says, I have this naloxone for you. And we say, we have dog food and toys. And yeah. So, yeah, you, get a, you get a good response when you guys go out to those places. For sure, yeah. I mean, honestly, like people love their pets and their animals oh, yeah. so much. And they will do anything for them, right? Um, you often hear about they will feed their pets before they feed themselves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a really, and they're very, all the animals are really well cared for. I think um, mm-hmm. that sometimes is, again, a, a stereotype that they have, right? That homeless people shouldn't have pets and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, we do have now a vet that comes with us once a month, too, who's a volunteer. And he comes out so we can do vet exams and some things like that as well. Um, so that's been um, a big resource. I, I just keep falling more and more in love as you guys speak. I'm like, if you have not met these wonderful ladies, you need to. You how need to volunteer. You need to give back. Like, how do you get in touch? How, 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 yeah, I was going to so, because you, you always need volunteers. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, roughhaven.org would be the best place to get information. There's a find out more, kind of our programming. Um, there's a volunteer tab. The best is the donate tab. That's my favorite. <laughs> so that's right up on there too. So, and then our Facebook, we love posting on Facebook, Instagram, now TikTok. Um, yeah. So anywhere that we can like serve pets and their people and communities. So we gone out to the resource centers. We um, coordinate with them a lot. We were just at the in-between and you know, the hospice for, for mm-hmm. homeless people. So, um, you know, we really want to develop our, our human services partners as well. And, um, yeah, we actually do have a client right now in Odyssey House um, that we've been serving. So That must um, be an interesting, when, when you go out to the in-between, for those of you who don't know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's basically a hospice service for, for homeless people, uh, people who are dying or people who just got out of the hospital with with some kind of major surgery where they need to uh, recuperate. Uh, so when you guys go out there, what's it like? I mean, I've, I've been there, and, and it's, it's, it's not the downer that it sounds, like everybody no, lying wonderful. around dying. It, it's you know. amazing. And, in fact, we just went and helped a dog out who has lived through four of its other owners. You're kidding. And just stays yeah. at the in-between and goes, because they say it's it's one of ours now. It's a community. It's a, it's a community pet. And so um, we went out there for that. We've done some grooming for them. Um, they're just so reliant on their animals that even mm. taking them for an hour for a groom is like it on? takes a lot of convincing <laughs> You're bring them back. and yeah exactly yeah. and so but just they're just such wonderful people and so thankful and those dogs are just so well taken care of because they're taking care of their people um they're actual you know whether they're registered emotional support but that's what they're there for and um they're just awesome dogs yeah, so they... Um, and cats. <laughs> oh, yeah, they have cats. <laughs> Can't forget about that. Yeah, so we do offer free grooming services as well for people who are in need. That's a uh, that's an issue that we came across pretty early, um, especially senior uh, people. Yeah. A lot of them have senior pets that have, you know, and they're not able to, they're not very mobile, they're homebound, or they can't afford to get their pets groomed. And so they get really mad at a lot of them are like the small little dogs with hair, right? Um, and so now we actually have three volunteer groomers. Marissa's also a groomer. So she started out um, grooming and now She we cut have, my hair last time. It's looking amazing. So I wondered who did your hair. It's all by making Marissa. sense. <laughs> I didn't clean my blades in between either. <laughs> I have fleas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so we we have that. So yeah, we've been very, very fortunate for a lot of people to kind of latch on to our mission and say, I want to support people in need, um, and, and especially people with like amazing skills like grooming and veterinary and stuff. That's very challenging for, especially for free. There's a vet shortage right now across yeah. the country. Um, and so we also work with Canyon's Veterinary Clinic. They're our partner vet. Um, their owner, Dr. Heather Moreau, is on our board as well. And they are an amazing, amazing veterinary clinic. Um, so we also have a, cl- a former client who's now on our board. She's been on for a while, and she's wonderful. So she can provide some peer support services um, in place as well. She was, she was smart forming the board. Yeah. She got me to try to do publicity. For the group, she the gets she support. gets a vet who donates yeah. veterinary services. I mean, I it's brilliant. I told brilliant. her, I said, none of these people are going to say yes, and all of these people said yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, We're very convincing. So I mean, you look like a real jerk if you say no to an organization like yours. Let, let me ask you each individually: What's the most emotional experience mm-hmm. you've had so far uh, with with Rough Haven? Oh gosh, you know, there. Sometimes we like to say that we're dead inside, but we really are, you know, because you you have to sort of yeah. have that fine line, right? Because right. if you do this work, you can't let every situation impact you um, mm-hmm. to the point where you can't function, right? But obviously, we love people, we love pets, and I mean, just I mean, some a lot of reunifications. Um, you know, we've we've had some some situations where we've needed to um, provide, quite frankly, euthanasia services for yeah. the pets of people who. Um, were ill, had cancers, things like that. That was one that just sticks out right away of, of a gentleman who was living on the streets with his dog, thought it was a, a, a toothache, and it ended up being pretty oh. significant nasal tumors and very advanced. And so we had to tell him what the prognosis was. And I mean, I've never seen like a grown man <laughs> cry like that and just be so, so devastated by that. That was That was really emotional. And so we, you know, then took took his pet to be you know put to sleep at the vet and we provide you know uh, cremation and a paw print and all of that kind of stuff so um you know those are those situations that kind of stick with you about yeah. i know how i feel when i lost my pet think about being with your pet 24 7 and they're the only right. companion that you have you don't have support family and friends to help you um you know so that was that was really heartbreaking and sure. um but yeah so we were glad we could be there well christina's more Debbie Downer. Mine is a, a good emotion. <laughs> we had a cat early on, Littlefoot, and his dad was very ill. He was one that would not go to the hospital because there was nobody to take care of our his cat. And so somebody found us. I mean, he was our second or third client. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able, he was living out of his van, um, had a terrible infection, um, started going into sepsis. And so we took Littlefoot uh, we housed Littlefoot uh, for a little while because he was recuperating. He had um, a lot of stuff going on. But he was in his van, back in his van, finally. And uh, we said, Littlefoot's ready to go back with you. And he said, okay. And we'd had Littlefoot for so long. Even I was like, is Littlefoot better off with us? <laughs> and I, dr- I was driving over there. And I take Littlefoot out, and I put him back in his dad's van and where they're going spicy. to live. He was. was spicy he? You kid. couldn't hold him. No. And, I mean, I think we had him six months, and he swatted me every single time I'd say <laughs> hi to him. So I take him, and I put him back in with his dad. And the cat is the happiest I've ever seen. He's hugging on his dad. His dad's, like, holding him up. And, like, 
It no was biting. No, no biting. <laughs> they were just like back in love again. It was the most amazing thing. And I really learned that my biases too can get in the way mm. and that all these animals want is to be with their yeah. people. That's it. They don't care where their people are. Yeah. Home isn't you know, a giant home on the avenues or things yeah. like that. It really is just their person and whether or not that's at the resource center in a van or things like yeah. that. I mean, we have absolutely no no problem reunifying people in those situations. That They're not our pets, so we just are there to provide that support. They, and they take pictures of the reunification, uh, and it's amazing because I, I have no idea the intellectual level like dogs or cats, <laughs> but obviously it's higher than what it's I think than it is. Higher sometimes. Because they'll, they'll be hanging on. Yeah. You know, you know, they'll they'll be at, at Rough Haven for several months, and the second their person walks in, it's just like yeah, they always remember. It's funny because a lot of our clients say the animal's going to forget me, the animal's going to mm-hmm. forget me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never had one animal forget. And they come out, and they sniff. I have the chills right now because it's just my favorite. They come out, they sniff, and it's like 7.2 seconds, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like. Mom and Dad, it's crazy. Full, like yeah. wiggle, body yeah. wiggles, and even the cats. You know, sometimes like again, we've had cats that we just cannot really handle, or you know, they just don't want to be held. But their person goes in, and it's like, you know, and you pick them <laughs> up, and it's great. And um, you know, so those are those. We do a lot of storytelling um, on our social media because of, of that. We want to really highlight um, not the hard times that they've had, but the successes that they've had. Right. And, and show that, um, again, like we said, you know, you'd think that COVID would make us a little bit more empathetic and I think it has for a lot of people, but there's also been this other weird shift, right. Of, uh, lack of empathy sometimes. So there's that, um, domestic violence is a real big passion of ours. That's going to be a priority. Um, so we will always priority, uh, prioritize domestic violence um, cases um, as, as well. And, and we just helped get a bill passed this year in the legislation um, to include pets in protective orders. So Utah did not have that in there. Um, You've heard the stories about some angry ex-partner who comes and kills their partner's pet right. out of revenge. And yeah. now, now you yeah. can, they can yeah. be included in restraining yeah. orders for the human. Right, I so they can include fantastic. that. Um, so we're in the process, actually, we'll meet next week to kind of figure out the next steps to make sure that it's on the court sites as well as, you know, the judges know about it and doing a lot of, and the attorneys and things like that to make sure that they're aware. So um, I need to learn all about this. Like, <laughs> so much. Like, Thank you so much. We are out of time, believe it or not. 30 minutes goes fast. Yeah, yes, it, it does. does. Uh, the most help you need would be... Fostering, for sure. We need a lot of fostering. And she says money. (laughs) Well, always money. Um, And then our biggest need are obviously muzzles. Not obviously. Muzzles and leashes. Um, Yeah. Muzzles can help with keep the pets in the resource centers. And if you you want to learn more about them, roughhaven.org. And it's just, I'm biased again. But it's, it's I fell wonder. in love. Are you biased now? Oh, so See? biased. <laughs> Randall's <laughs> amazing, too. Yeah. How can you not want him on your board? Oh, my so. goodness. Roughhaven.org. Thank you for watching an uplifting and wonderful edition yeah. of Odyssey House Journals.